Welcome to Green Wave Radio. Your episode starts now. Hello, my name is Pierce Bolger, and you're listening to Green Wave Radio. Today we are talking to a, to a member of the Dubarn faculty, Mr. White. He's the director of mission and ministry and a teacher. He also coaches basketball and baseball. Here's Mr. White. Hey guys, happy to be here. Okay, to get into it, what motivated you to get involved in community service? Uh, I got involved because of my faith. Uh, as many students know, I teach scripture here. And as I was growing up, I, I read the Bible a lot. And reading the Bible, I kept seeing this call to service, this idea of helping those in need, helping the poor. Uh, and most specifically in Matthew chapter 25, the story of what's called the separation of the sheep and the goats. We have uh, Jesus saying, I'm paraphrasing here, to a group of people that they could sit at his right hand because they fed him when he was thirsty, clothed him when he was naked, sheltered him when he was uh, homeless, visited him when he was imprisoned. And they say, Jesus, we don't remember doing this to you. Uh, when did we do this? And he said, anytime you did it for the least of your brothers and sisters, you did it for me. And so that idea that every time we serve those in need, we're not just serving them, but we're also serving Christ as well. Uh, really, really motivated me to get involved. Could you share a, mem- a memorable experience from your community service activities? Uh, yeah, so I have a lot of a lot of great memories doing community service. Um, one of the ones I, I remember fondly was our first Solidarity Sleepout here at Del Barton. Um, for those who don't know, Solidarity Sleepout is an event where you raise money for um, homeless youth at Covenant House, an organization which helps homeless youth and then you sleep outside with nothing more than a sleeping bag and um, and a cardboard box as if you were homeless for the night to try to get an experience just a small fraction of an experience of what it's like to be homeless and I remember waking up the next morning being sore being uncomfortable being tired and yet it was the best worst experience of my life or the worst best experience of my life in the sense that it changed my life forever. Um, in the way I saw the world, the way I saw those who were homeless, um, saw what I had and what those who don't have as well. So would you say like the challenges that you face are kind of what makes community service? Like, is that like almost like the special part of community service? Should I say that? So like, like, so the chat, like you mentioned, like waking up sore and everything like that. And that kind of just adds to the overall experience. Uh, yeah, it, so it, it helped me learn through the experience, mm-hmm. right? There's, there's only so much knowledge you can get from reading in a textbook or reading in a paper or watching on a video. Uh, when you actually experience it yourself, that learning comes much, much deeper um, and really gets ingrained in you. Have you noticed any positive changes or impacts in the community as a result of the service project you've been involved in? Yes, yes. Uh, I think two of the biggest impacts we see are um, gratitude and empathy. Uh, I, I see students empathize more, meaning they, they're more understanding of other people in their circumstances, and uh, they're more grateful for what they do have. Um, and I also see students, after doing service, looking to do more. Um, mm-hmm. I had one student went on the El Salvador service trip this past summer, and he came back and he said, I had such a great time. I want to. I want to do more service. I want to get more involved. I want to start my own service program. And so, you know, guys are getting a little bit of service. They're they're realizing what an impact it has on their lives, and they want to continue doing that throughout. Okay, cool. Can you tell me a little about the El Salvador service project? Sure. So we go down to El Salvador uh, for a week in the summer. 
And while we're there, we do some kind of construction project, typically uh, building houses, working on that. Uh, so they get to do that kind of physical service where they're seeing what they're doing, but at the same time, they're serving lunch to those in need uh, each day. So they get to actually interact with the people that they're helping, which is great. We did home visits. So again, they're getting to see, learn about the people in the community. But then again, part of the trip is to show that El Salvador isn't just a poor country. So we went to some of the tourist sites. We saw some of the beauty of the country as well. So they got to, a good balance of uh, beauty as well as poverty. Mm. Yeah, it's really awesome. So how do you believe community service contributes to personal growth and development? So personal growth, like I said, that idea of experiential yeah. learning. Um, for me personally, I grow a lot in my faith with, uh, with service in the sense that as I'm doing service, I recognize how much people need and what's going on. Um, and I recognize that I can't fulfill all of the needs of the people. I can't solve all of the problems. We go down to El Salvador, we build a house, but there are still homeless people, right? We, mm -hmm. we do a Thanksgiving food drive. We're going to feed people for a little bit. But that's not going to solve the problems that lead them to be hungry for the rest of the year. So I have to understand that I can't solve all the problems myself. And so that leads me to rely more on God and recognize that God is there and God provides. Um, and so it helps me and my faith uh, a lot. Right, cool. What advice would you give to someone who wants to start engaging in community service but doesn't know where to begin? I think the first thing to do is think about what's important to you. What, what part of your life do you enjoy and think that others should have as well is always a good thing or take a look at certain what we would say injustices where are things going wrong in the world that that seems to really bother you and then find ways of, of helping to solve that whether again that be those who are don't have enough money for Christmas presents maybe that really gets you upset that someone doesn't have Christmas presents well then you can get involved in the toy drive or maybe you had someone close to you um, have cancer and you got to see what that happened maybe um, that hits home very closely to you so then you would do something like our 5k run it out for to help LLS those with uh, leukemia lymphoma uh, cancers so do something that that personal to you and then find a way to fix it oh, cool now to get into the faith portion a little bit what made you get so involved with the with the Catholic faith at the barn um, so prior to joining Del Barton, I was actually studying to be a priest uh, because I felt when I was in high school and throughout college, faith was such an important part of my life. And it helped me get through uh, a lot of challenging times and helped me, in my view, live the best version of the life I could live. And so since I saw faith as such an important part of living such a, a life that I enjoyed, I wanted to share that idea with as many other people. And so I feel if I can share my faith with others and they can kind of find that happiness that I have found through my faith, um, then their lives would be better for it. And so when I got to Del Barton, naturally I wanted to share my faith and the Catholic faith specifically as much as I could. Mm -hmm. So could you share a meaningful or impactful experience that strengthened your beliefs or understanding of your faith? Sure. Um, when I was in high school, I went on a trip to a place called Medjugorje. Uh, it's in what's known as Bosnia-Herzegovina, mm -hmm. what used to be Yugoslavia. Um, and it's a location where the Blessed Mother, uh, the Mother of Jesus, Mary, um, has been appearing to five people since the 1980s. And so it was more of a pilgrimage than a vacation. And so while I was there, the majority of what we did was, was pray, go to Mass, uh, reflect, 
Um, there wasn't a lot of sightseeing going on. And I remember being in high school thinking that it was going to be the worst experience of my life. And it was the opposite. It ended up being one of the best. Um, I got to see what was truly important in my life. I got to sit back and reprioritize my life. I got to see how people in Medjugorje lived and how they put God at the center of their lives uh, and made their lives work around God rather than a lot of people in America have themselves at the center and they try to work God in. And I saw how much better my life was when God was at the center. And so that was a very, very impactful moment for me. Okay, so in what ways do you actively practice your faith? Um, well, I'm, I'm blessed enough to work at a job where practicing my faith mm-hmm. and doing my job are the same thing. So I get to go to Mass every morning before school starts, uh, which is something I enjoy doing. Um, as I mentioned earlier, reading the Bible is a big part of my faith. So not just I don't just do it for class, but I do it for personal growth. Um, the stories I read in the Bible help me grow in so many different ways. And even though I've read them 10, 11, 12 times, every time I read them, I can always learn something new. So reading the Bible is a big part. I'm a big fan of uh, what's known as the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, which is a prayer I pray uh, quite frequently. And then uh, just little conversations with God here and there when I need help or when I know someone's struggling, um, just kind of keeping that relationship with God open through discussion and, and talks. Okay, so we know that Delbarn every year has six campus ministers. Can you take us through the process of being selected for that position and also what a campus minister is and does? Sure. So our campus ministers are what we think or what we say are role models in the Catholic faith. They're the kind of people that we want the younger students, juniors, sophomores, freshmen, even middle schoolers, kind of looking up to and saying, all right, this is an ideal person, someone who practices their Catholic faith, um, has integrity, someone who we respect, um, but also has leadership qualities, someone that someone, that students can go to and ask questions about their faith when they're struggling. Uh, and we decide who these guys are based on a number of different things. One, we ask um, faculty of juniors and people who are close to juniors for recommendations. Give us a list of their who they think the top 10 students are that could be campus ministers. Uh, we ask the previous campus ministers who they think uh, to give us a list of their top 10 choices out of juniors. We compile that list. We then take a look at who's doing community service. We take a look at, you know, if you're showing up to daily mass before school on a regular basis, that says something about your faith. We want guys who are, you know, going to church on a regular basis, people who have an active prayer life. And so we get to see that also on the retreats. So, Mm. you know, certain guys take retreats a lot more seriously than others, and they get a lot more out of it. And so we can kind of tell a student's faith life based on all of those And then we'll narrow it down to about 10 students, and then we'll bring them all in for interviews, and then we'll pick what we think are our six or seven best guys uh, for that. Uh, And then once they're chosen, their job is to, one, each one has to be a leader on a retreat, whether it's a freshman retreat or a junior Kairos retreat. Um, We meet once a month to kind of discuss how life's going, to how we can grow in faith. Uh, I ask them to show up their sacristan, so they set up mass. before school every day, at least one of them does. There are Eucharistic ministers during uh, school-wide masses, and we ask them to participate in as much community service as they're uh, able to. So what are retreats at the barn, and like, how do they affect the, the student body? Uh, so I think the retreats are one of the most impactful things we have here at Del Barton, uh, and each one impacts the school in a different way. So freshman retreat, I think, is very impactful in the sense that for a lot of our guys, 
It's the first time that the freshmen get a chance to really bond as a class, bond with their friends. A lot of guys are commuting from a long way to get to school for the first time. A lot of freshmen are the only member from their sending district or from their school at Del Barton. So it's a chance for the freshmen to get to know their fellow classmates, but also to learn about the faith and to grow and start reflecting. For many of the freshmen, it's the first retreat experience ever. So um, they get to learn that it's okay to talk about their faith, that it's okay to have a personal relationship with God, uh, that it's okay to have a good relationship with your family, and they learn how to grow in those relationships that they don't. Uh, the sophomore retreat is more social justice-based in the sense that because they take social justice sophomore year, we send them down to Camden, and they spend uh, Wednesday after school until Friday of around 2 o'clock in Camden, and they're doing service there. They're getting to see those least of their brothers and sisters in Camden, and they're serving them either by maybe building a community garden, maybe they're serving food, maybe they're going to a nursing home and leading activities with uh, elderly, elderly residents. So they get to see the uh, Catholic social teaching lived out in person. Um, while also participating in other activities. And so I think that's a big one for our sophomores in the sense that it teaches them how to live out what they're learning in the classroom and also, again, to be grateful for what they have because when they go to Camden, they see the lives that people have and recognize that that could be their life if it was a different circumstance. Um, so they come back hopefully much more grateful. The Junior Kairos Retreat, I think, is the most impactful out of all of our Retreats. Uh, they leave Tuesday after school and they come back on Friday. And that's essentially a deep dive into personal relationships, relationships with family, and relationships with God. And by junior year, they've already, all of our students have been on at least two retreats. And so they're much more willing to open up and they share in a way that um, that vulnerability brings them together in a way that nothing else can. And so we see the impact of Kairos being, one, they're more open to talk about their faith after the retreat. They're more open to participate and work on those relationships. But two, they also bond in a way that uh, nothing else at Del Barton will bond them in that way. Um, and then senior year is kind of a final one day of recollection, which kind of caps off everything they've been doing, starts to prepare them for that idea that, all right, you have a strong faith here at Del Barton. How do you carry that faith from Del Barton? to college and post-college mm. life. So you've recently had your first son, Bodhi, correct? Correct. Congratulations on that. Thank and you. if so, has your has your faith changed in any way after that? Uh, yes. Yes, my faith has definitely changed. Uh, Bodhi has changed a lot of things in my life, but and all for the better. Um, you know, when we pray the, the prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, I've always had the idea of God as Father but only from the perspective of being a son. Mm -hmm. Now that I myself am a father, I get to see my relationship with my son is kind of a, a microcosm or a, a smaller version of God's relationship with me. And so that love that I have for him, that care that I have for him, that idea that, you know, maybe he's not doing the right thing, maybe he's being annoying, maybe, but no matter what he's doing, that love is still there. And so it reminds me in my faith that no matter how many mistakes I make or how flawed I, I am, God's love is never going to leave, no matter what I do. And that's it's a very reassuring thing to know um, as a person. Yeah. So has your faith changed in any way after teaching the students here? If so, how? Yes, I, I would definitely say uh, the students have impacted my faith as well. I find 
intention. I didn't realize how much intention mattered in actions um, until I was teaching students. Young, naive, high school students sometimes make mistakes. And there's a big difference between the student who willingly makes the mistake and the student who's trying to do good and makes a mistake by accident. Um, I find I, I, I'm a lot more lenient and have more mercy for those who thought they were doing a good thing or were trying to do a good thing and made a mistake rather than someone who intentionally knew they were doing the wrong thing but did it anyway. And so it puts me in the perspective of God thinking, all right, well, if I'm trying to do the right thing but I do the wrong thing, God's mercy is, is going to be there um, versus if I know I'm doing the wrong thing and I'm going to do it anyway, I think he's going to have a very different take on that. So while the end result may be the same with the actions, the intention on how we got to that end result uh, greatly affects the way um, uh, it's seen by God. Okay, so a huge thanks to Mr. White for joining us today. I had a great time having this opportunity to speak to him. He has made and continues to make a profound impact on all the students here. And thank you for listening to Green Wave Radio. God bless.